As we read the gospel records, we read eyewitness accounts of the life and ministry of the Lord Jesus. In a sense, the gospels are just the beginning of Christ's work. The adventure continues in the book of Acts. In this study with Scott Pauley, we consider the continuing work of Christ through the Holy Spirit, who works through the apostles and the New Testament church. Now, let's get in on the adventure. I'd like to return to Acts chapter 1 one more time today to show you what I believe is the key that opens up the entire book of Acts. Now, our study is called The Adventure Continues. Uh, whose adventure is it? It's God's adventure. We're, we're just uh, on His program. We're a part of His plan. We're in the flow with the Holy Spirit. It is the adventure of participating with God in His work in this world. And the key verses of Acts chapter 1 and arguably the key verses of the entire book are found in Acts chapter 1, verses 6, 7, and 8. It's a conversation between Christ and his disciples on the verge of the ascension and on the brink of the coming of the Holy Spirit. Here are the verses, Acts 1 beginning in verse 6. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. The disciples had questions. Do you have questions? I was thinking recently, you know, the, the followers of Jesus at the beginning of the church age were filled with questions, and I believe the followers of Jesus at the end of the church age are going to be filled with questions. There are lots of things we don't know, lots of things about the future we can't quite wrap our minds around, but they did the right thing. They brought their question to Jesus. I would encourage you to do the same. And the Lord reveals to them basically three things that these disciples, that all disciples would need from God. In these three verses, three simple things that God wants us to understand. You see in these verses God's time, God's place, and God's power. Now, up to this point in our study in chapter 1, we've been concentrating on our response to the Lord, our action towards Him, waiting and believing and praying. But now, let's look at it from God's vantage point. What is it the Lord's trying to help us understand about God? First of all, Notice God's time. <laughs> Could I just remind you God's time is different than our time? Oh, my soul. Uh, his, his eternal time clock must be much different than the way we live our lives. Now, God created time. God holds time in the palm of his hand. Uh, God also exceeds and excels time. You can't measure God by your clock or your calendar. In verse number 6, they ask, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? Remember, uh, these Jewish men were waiting for Messiah to set up his kingdom, overthrow Rome, and rule and reign on the earth. That was the time that they were looking for, they were expecting, they were waiting for. And Jesus' response to them must have let some of the air out of their balloon when he says in verse 7, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons. In other words, there are some things that are not in your purview. That is not for you to know. That's for only God to know. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Uh, look, sometimes the answer to the question is only God has the answer. Uh, this phrase has captivated my attention. 
Jesus refers to the times or the seasons. There's a distinction between times and seasons. Uh, You should study that phrase. It's found throughout Scripture on a handful of occasions, the times or the seasons. What's the difference in times and seasons? Well, time is linear. It's how we measure and mark our days by birthdays and anniversaries and events. Seasons are cyclical. Uh, Life is both. Uh, We we mark time and measure life by uh, a linear way, uh, measuring anniversaries and special occasions. Uh, But remember this, your life is also made up of seasons, and God is the God who sets the seasons in motion. God is the God who rules over the seasons and who makes everything beautiful in his time. He's the God of times and seasons. So remember that God's time is entirely up to him, and that's why we're waiting. Then, not only God's time, but notice God's place. Where was it God wanted to work? The answer, everywhere. He said, you're going to be witnesses unto me. We're going to study a great deal about their witnessing work. But where would they be witnesses? Both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and under the uttermost part of the earth. Do you see the the rings in the pond, the ripple effect? Uh, Do you see the Lord setting something in motion that would just keep going out and out and out? In fact, as we continue our journey through the book of Acts, you're going to see this this ripple effect because it's going to begin in Jerusalem in the opening chapters. Uh, The setting will all be in Jerusalem. Then from there, it will go out to Judea. It will go out to Samaria. And then eventually, it will go out to the uttermost part of the earth. And so you're literally seeing in Acts chapter 1, verse number 8, an outline of God's advancing work throughout the book of Acts and really throughout history. The adventure continues starting where the Lord Jesus was, but continuing all the way to the ends of the earth. And I I must say to you, he must not be finished because we're still here, and the world is still here. As long as time is, as long as place is, God is at work in this world. And so wherever you are today, uh, wherever your Jerusalem is, wherever your region of Judea, wherever the the outcast and seemingly unreachable Samaria is to you, wherever the uttermost part of the earth is from where you are, God wants to work there. And that's why he's left us here, to advance the gospel until he comes again. And then we see not only God's time and God's place, but most importantly, don't miss God's power. Do you see here two times the word power is used? In verse number 7, He said there's some things that the Father hath put in his own power, literally his own authority, his own knowledge, his own lordship. That's God's power. Then he turns right around in verse 8 and says, but ye shall receive power, different word. Uh, This is the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit, uh, the explosive power of the gospel. You see, there is a power you cannot have, and there is a power you must not miss. The power you cannot have is God's knowledge. Only God is God. The power you cannot miss is the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit and the power of the gospel. That is the power that our Lord has entrusted to us. And so what must we do? We must wait. We must believe. We must pray. We must accept the fact that God's timing is perfect. God's place is every place and every creature And God's power is that which he's committed to us to advance his message in this world. You see, we're not living in Acts 1, but praise God, we are living 
on the same promise they received in Acts 1, and we're living with the same power uh, that he promised in Acts 1, and we're following the same plan that he outlined in Acts 1. You see, Acts 1 sets in motion that which will continue until the end of the church age. And so, I say to you again, the adventure continues. Aren't you glad to be a part of God's work in this world? Doesn't it thrill you that you're a part of the greatest adventure on planet Earth? It is the drama of redemption, and we have a place in it. Our place is found as we come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, and then our place is fulfilled as we begin to share that message with others. If you don't know Jesus, I want to urge you not to come to church. I want to urge you today to come to Christ. Only Christ can save you. And if you've come to Christ, I want to challenge you through the power of the Holy Spirit living in you to give the gospel to someone else today, right where you are, and watch the power of God at work in this world. The same is true today as it was then. The Lord is at work in this world through His Holy Spirit, drawing people to Himself. What a privilege as God's children to be a part of what God is doing in this world today. If you'll visit enjoyingthejourney.org, you will find many resources that will equip you as you walk with the Lord. You will find previous podcast series and episodes, full-length Bible messages, and a topical search engine that will aid you in studying Bible subjects. If this podcast is a blessing to you, we hope you will share it with a friend. Be sure to join us on the next episode of this continuing adventure through the book of Acts. Acts.